If you're an entrepreneurial public servant, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industry in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA, and uh, I think it's worth mentioning, MCFA is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business uh, in the federal uh, transportation and infrastructure agency uh, space. We, we work with real estate developers, we work with project developers, uh, but uh, it was brought to my attention that I should be highlighting that uh, because we do have a mission of giving back to the veteran community as a service-disabled veteran-owned small business. And because there are uh, many states are picking up um, and, and pushing uh, the requirements to to use service-disabled veteran-owned small businesses on projects. So uh, forgive the commercial, but I think it was worth mentioning. Uh, and today, uh, I wish we could do an interview with this person, uh, but I'm going to talk about Walt Disney. Uh, and I'm talking about Walt Disney because next week, uh, I'm told this is a rite of passage for parents everywhere. Uh, we are taking our kids six, four, and two to Walt Disney World down in Florida. And Walt Disney has has always been uh, an, an icon I've looked up to uh, as an entrepreneur, as a real estate developer, as a creative, uh, as a visionary. And I think it's amazing what what he was able to create, what dream he was able to cast, uh, the vision that he was able to bring to life. So I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about the trip. Um, the trip's probably not a huge part other than I may need a vacation from the vacation. And, and I think it's important uh, for my team to hear that I am taking a vacation. I am shutting off next week to be with my family. And as I was looking up quotes uh, by Walt Disney, a quote by Walt Disney, a man should never neglect his family for his business. Uh, so I am uh, going to do my best to be 100% present with the kids and experience Disney for the first time with them. Uh, anybody that's in business that has kids, I think you, you'll uh, identify with that balance. Uh, and I think the only way to do it is to shut down. So. Uh, the only person that's able to get a hold of me are uh, my business partner, Michael, and my assistant, Lisa. Everybody else has to go through them. Um, so that's for starters. Vacation. Vacation is mandatory in America. Uh, I talk about this. Uh, came from my father-in-law. We tolerate vacation uh, in other parts of the world. We encourage vacation. At MCFA, we encourage vacation. I think it's the only way to... Uh, to allow the creative juices to flow and for us to, to reflect on, on where we are and where we're trying to go. So take vacation. Uh, I'm, I'm as proud of working hard as anybody else. Uh, but I want to be more proud of being able to be present with my kids. So I'll start there. So we're going to Disney. Uh, and I, I just need to jump into who Walt Disney is, but before I go there, I was listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast this week. And he was interviewing, uh, I may get it wrong, Eric Schmidt, I think is his name, uh, from Google. And they were talking about AI and machine learning and how in the future 
we may be able to with with AI and with all of the content and uh, information out there about Walt Disney and the videos that he he uh, in the archives that machine learning may be able to allow BJ Kramer to interview Walt Disney, his voice, his answers based on AI. So I'll, I'll put that in the show notes, check out, uh, I think it's, I'm going to look it up while I'm thinking about it. Tim Ferriss, um, interview with, um, Hold on, I'm on the iPhone. Yeah, it is. It's Eric Schmidt. Uh, it's podcast episode number 541 on the Tim Ferriss Show. Eric Schmidt, The Promises and Perils of AI, The Future of Warfare, Profound Revolutions on the Horizon, and Exploring the Meaning of Life. Listener beware. It had me up at night thinking about the, the negative and downside of AI and machine learning. But because we're on a podcast and because they talked about being able to you know, interview the Stoics through machine learning and making it feel like it was real time. Uh, it would be extremely cool to be asking the computer and interviewing Walt Disney, uh, as opposed to, you know, me juggling a bunch of different, uh, sheets and ideas I put together here. Uh, so let me start by in our office, we have a photo of Walt Disney, uh, backdrop of, um, the Magic Kingdom and and the pictures of Walt Disney on the the vacant land that was to become the Magic Kingdom. And on the bottom of that is a quote by Walt Disney that says, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And whether you're you're a real estate developer uh, and an agency entrepreneur, as we call them, which is, you know, an executive inside of inside of public agencies, that are just trying to get projects built, uh, get projects defined, get projects developed, work them through the capital project process, facility managers trying to improve facilities, renovate wings, effectively deploy dollars. I, I'm always inspired by this picture and I'm always inspired by this quote because it does feel like sometimes we are doing the impossible, especially in the pre-design phase of projects. Um, whether it's whether it's financial impossibilities, political impossibilities, organizational impossibilities, I, I ball all of those things up into institutional inertia. Um, it's it, our our jobs can feel impossible. To quote my uh, my business partner Michael, we take projects through the valley of death up the mountain of we can't. Uh, another line by him is. Projects die a thousand lives. Um, so Walt Disney, the Disneyland, uh, if you don't have Disney Plus, there's probably a way to just get the documentary. Uh, the, the struggles that they had financially and otherwise and, and all of the sponsors that he got to buy into the original Disneyland in California. I mean, it's just an amazing story. And, and Roy Disney was kind of his... I'll, I'll call him his integrator. He was probably the CFO. Um, he was the one checking him. He was probably murder boarding him and naysaying him. And Walt remained optimistic and remained focused on the goal and eventually uh, pulled off Disneyland. I think they were, I don't know, 3,000% over budget. Uh, I should probably get that exact number. Uh, but he he pulled it off. 
And then he went down to Florida in Orlando. Uh, this was probably pre many environmental regulations. <laughs> he no EIS required. Uh, he just started buying up land. Another thing I should fact check is, is, uh, you know, what were the environmental regulations, uh, back, I guess they're celebrating the 50th year of opening. So that was 1971, my math, right. Uh, and the development started way before that, uh, EIS. So he, he didn't, he, he, he was a real estate developer. He bought a bunch of different land down in Orlando or the greater Orlando area under a bunch of different. Uh, names. He didn't want anybody to know what he was doing. He knew that he'd get price gouged to put that deal together, to, to start tying up all those pieces of property. And over time, uh, his vision be came to life and started out with the Magic Kingdom uh, and Epcot, Animal Kingdom, MGM, uh, MGM Hollywood Studios. I don't know which one it's called now. Uh, and there's water parks, I'm probably missing something else down there, but all out of one man's idea. And I think it's important to say before that idea of the parks were his ideas that he was bringing to life in stories and in cartoons and, and what all, you know, it started out as a mouse and Mickey Mouse became this world renowned uh, icon of, I, I think of happiness and magic. I think from a business sense of American entrepreneurship uh, and what, you know, what I look to as the American dream. And it's not, it's not the financial result of that, although those results allow the businesses to prosper and allow the businesses to grow and create the jobs and create the opportunities and create the magic and create the opportunity for me to spend a boatload of money next week. Um, which is all really cool, but it's, it's the idea, the American entrepreneurial dream is that we can take an idea, uh, build a team to help us execute that idea and then go and, and provide a good or a service or an experience to the world. Um, which is, you know, it's, I think it's what we were, we were created to create. And that is the, um, that's the ideal of creation. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to hit on, um, and, and maybe I'll do a post-action uh, or an after-action report on this, is the customer service, the customer experience. I think everything revolves around the customer. And we talk about architectural engineering and construction industry, development industry, um, and who our, who our user is and who our buyer is and who our customer is at MCFA. And we, we use the terminology white glove customer service. And that white glove came from, came really from Disney. Uh, so Disney's inspired some of our core values. But I think we lose track of white glove customer service in the consulting industry, in the engineering industry, in the public procurement industry. Uh, so I want to challenge everybody. Uh, you know, we, we spend a ton of time, effort, energy trying to navigate the procurement process, navigate the RFP process, positioning, teaming, partnering, uh, understanding a, a multiple multitude of different buyers, right? We, we go after contract vehicles that there's a bunch of different buyers on the other end. So we're not speaking to one buyer. We're speaking to a bunch of different people. 
that all have different needs, different wants, different experiences. Uh, but and, and to some degree, that entire procurement process has taken the relationship out of the procurement process. And I think when you take the relationship out of the procurement process, you lose sight of the fact that customer service needs to still be a part of what we do. Um, so how do we do that? And I think the challenge I would give to everybody is whether it's in the proposal process, in the project kickoff meeting, um, in any deliverable, just make that a make that a checklist item. Are are we thinking about the customer, and who is the customer? And I always think that we have at least two customers in public projects. Um, and and I'll I'll get to private projects. We have the agency we're working for, and let's start with the chief engineer or the director of capital projects uh, or the project executive. Uh, so what do they need? They need to decrease their risk. They need to know that they're going to get the project outcomes they want. They know that they need to uh, have trust in us. Um, so at the end of the day, they need to they need to hit the typical um, project management trifecta of on schedule or ahead of schedule, on budget or under budget, in scope, high quality. Uh, the fourth is always safely, uh, and I I put all safety under risk management. Uh, so so that's the agency buyer. Uh, whether it's the Army Corps of Engineers or uh, some, you know, port authority, some transportation agency, they don't want to end up in the newspaper for for a mishap on their projects. The other person or or customer avatar we talk about in public projects is the taxpayer, and I think this is the one a, our industry loses sight about on both the customer side, the agency side, and and the engineering or, or construction side is we lose sight that at the end of the day, we are being trusted with the implementation of public investments. And I talk about stewardship of public investments a lot because I think when we work for a private real estate development entity or a private corporation where um, Life cycle costs matter and PL matters, and it's actually, you know, it's somebody's money. We have to think of taxpayer investments the same way. What is the most cost effective investment? And it's not that cost effective doesn't mean cheap, uh, cost effective doesn't mean it's inexpensive. Cost effective means cost effective. Um, it means we take into consideration all of these things. Um, I think that that needs to be another one of those checklist items is, is this a cost effective solution? Uh, if, if we were to talk at a cocktail party to a neighbor about this public investment, can we say that we are, we are investing these dollars effectively? Um, I, and, and I, I don't, I think that if we, if we challenge ourselves that way, it will lead over time to more innovation and better customer service. Um, 
and better customer service from industry to agency and agency to taxpayer. Um, and so that's, that's my challenge. We went from Disney customer service to that um, because I think that is what our customers need to be thinking about. It's what we need to be thinking about on behalf of our customers. Um, and then the second piece to that is, all right, you know, a cost-effective solution uh, is one of our buying criteria, right? As, as customers of anything. And I just said, cost-effective doesn't mean cheap. Disney is not cheap, uh, but it's worth the investment. Disney's going to make sure that the experience is worth my investment. How do they do that? Now we're back to white, white glove customer service. Um, we're not arguing with anybody when we arrive. If I have a frustration, they're addressing me calmly. Uh, the entire experience from booking to arrival, to getting to our room, to getting through the parks, they're trying to make it, they're trying to make it enjoyable. They're trying to make it fun. They're trying to make it experiential. Uh, and I think at, at MCFA, certainly, uh, and we're not perfect at this. And one of our rocks, uh, this quarter is, is to systematize a lot of these things from from procurement pursuit through project kickoff to project delivery is what does white glove look like internally to our team? What does white glove look like externally to our clients? And I think if you just, again, ask yourself, what does white glove customer service look like in this interaction? And over a project life cycle, we have a thousand interactions and it's email and it's phone calls and it's conference calls and it's Zoom meetings and it's town halls and it's stakeholder outreach uh, and it's partnerships and it's subcontractors. What does white glove look like throughout that process? Um, and again, I go back to let's get away from we've always done it this way, so we'll always do it that way. Let's get away from institutional inertia and and instill some innovation uh, into the process, into the thought process to begin, because I think then our teams will start to instill innovation in the delivery. Uh, so those are the two major things I wanted to, to hit on. Um, let me see if there's anything else on my list. Um, oh, I did want to hit this Bob Iger. There's a, there's a book, uh, The Ride of a Lifetime. Bob Iger was um, the Disney CEO for the last 15 years, or I guess 15 years as of two years ago. He retired uh, right, before the, right before COVID hit. Uh, timing is everything in life. Maybe he saw it coming. Um, but he has an unbelievable story of the ups and downs of being you know, the head of that organization some great stories, but one of the things he highlights is the, the power of optimism. And last week I talked about Colin Powell, uh, with Chris Valley. And, uh, I, I just thought that the similarity was awesome. Colin Powell talks about optimism as a force multiplier. And Bob Iger says, um, you know, the, the, the necessity of optimism in a leader, uh, an optimistic leader will We'll find the path toward the best possible outcome and focus on that rather than give in to pessimism and blaming. Uh, and I think just reminding ourselves, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, that 
you know, optimism is going to give us a better chance of a successful outcome and pessimism and blame and just become distractions towards success. So, uh, in the navigation of a, of a, of an investment in the navigation of a project in a pursuit of a, of a project pursuit of a client, you know, we're constantly navigating obstacles. Uh, and optimism is going to give us the best, best path to a successful outcome. Uh, so just to wrap it up, I think there's some, some inspiration in, in Walt. Um, so I want to hit some of his, um, his quotes here. Like I said, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. Um, and, and I do think it is, I think that's where, um, I think the successful outcomes of projects are what make our work meaningful. Uh, seeing something come to life from idea uh, or, or concept to completion, um, from a vision, from an idea on a paper to, to a project in the ground. I, I think that it's certainly what drives me uh, and I'm sure it drives you. All of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Uh, I think, you know, if, if we're talking to our kids, we're giving them that encouragement. I think we should be talking to ourselves and our employees and our teams the same way. Um, don't stop dreaming and don't stop uh, giving yourself the courage to chase. Uh, laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age. Dreams are forever. Uh, that's, you know, again, fun is a core value at MCFA. Uh, laughter is a part of fun. Imagination is a part of intentional creativity and curiosity. Another, um, another core value at MCFA. The way to get started is quit talking and begin doing. When you believe in a thing, believe in it all the way, implicitly, implicitly and unquestionably. Uh, I think that's important. You know, it falls in line with burn, burn all bridges. Uh, that doesn't mean don't have courses of action, don't have, you know, alternative ideas, uh, or paths to success, but, but set a goal and, and focus on getting there, uh, and remain optimistic. Like we talked about towards it. Um, we keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we are curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. If that's not a quote towards uh, inspiring innovation, I don't know what is. Uh, and this one to, uh, to end us, adults are only kids grown up. So uh, with that one, I'm excited for our trip to Disney. I know it's a parental rite of passage. I know it's not going to be without uh, some, some hiccups here and there. Uh, but if we're along for the ride and enjoying the journey, I, I think it's going to be a great week. Look forward to reporting back next week on how it was. Um, and until next time, uh, appreciate you listening, uh, get in touch if you need to, and we'll talk soon. If you enjoy this show, do us a favor and subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review and shared this with other entrepreneurial public servants. And a little change up here. 
Uh, I keep talking about a DOD to AEC, Department of Defense to Architectural Engineering Construction, and we're going to add on the D of Development Industry. Uh, we are uh, hell-bent on a mission over the next 10 years to help 1,000 transitioning veterans um, transition out of the military, from the DOD to the AEC. Uh, the opportunities are out there in the, in the workplace. Uh, there's paths to uh, great career paths, and, and we have some exciting news. Uh, we're working through some partnerships uh, with a local university here in particular, on some uh on some degree programs around construction management and and that construction management degree can take you many places so if you held on this long and you're interested in hearing more about that we're going to start a mailing list uh, around that so uh, more to follow in our emails more to follow on linkedin but uh, the first place to get in touch is with me I think if you go to info at mcfaglobal.com, email that, you'll get to me, but also B Kramer, B as in Bravo, Kramer, Kilo, Romeo, Alpha, Echo, Mike, Echo, Romeo at mcfa, that's Mike, Charlie, Foxtrot, Alpha, global.com. B Kramer at mcfaglobal.com, subject line, DOD to AEC, hit me up. I want to talk to you. Uh, we are trying to customize this program, uh, a combination of creation and curation, creating on our end, curation from, uh, from partners and from uh, universities uh, to make this successful. And you know, maybe we'll hit the goal of 1,000 in, in less than 10 years. Uh, so thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. And uh, don't forget about the, the magic of Walt Disney. Take care.